Hey guys, what's going on? Brandon Harris, the Tattooed Conservative here. We are back for another episode of the Weekly Deplorable. We have got Ben Beerley, a state senate candidate for Illinois' 43rd district here with us today. And um, Ben decided uh, this week uh, he'd given us a call and he is tired of the state being shut down. So we're going to get a few questions out and then tell you guys what's coming up. So uh, Ben, what, what about the state being shut down? I mean, you've complied with the order, you followed the rules. What is it that really frustrated you with what's going on? It's not so much that we've gone through these safety requirements, you know, of of staying at home, et cetera. It's really the lack of a plan to get us back to some semblance of a normal life. Uh, it, it's it's not healthy being trapped in your house uh, unendingly, and and really, it's it's an abuse of power to to restrict our uh, our rights. Uh, indefinitely, if you will. Uh, certainly, temporarily, we all understand the need for doing that, and we don't want to be unsafe in getting back there, out there, but the government is not doing its part to get us back to some semblance of a normal life, and it's, it's unethical. It's time that they do that. Uh, we've proven that it's possible. We've had retail stores open through the entire thing. So if we've proven in concept that it's worked with some retail stores, why does it not work then for all retail stores? Uh, if Lori Lightfoot can get her haircut and argue that it was safe uh, for her to do so by her barber wearing a mask and gloves, what about the rest of us? You know, we, we also need to look after our own hygiene and uh you know those people need to make uh make a living um so we there are plenty of things that we need to do uh that we can do we just need uh, the government to put two brain cells together and get us back on a plan to get back to some sort of semblance of normal and uh ben i definitely agree with you i was just actually watching governor pritzker and dr ezekiel and Gaza, i think is how you pronounce your name Mm -hmm. give the daily update and today uh what they were saying is we have uh, an additional 2400 cases of covid uh as of today and 98 new deaths and what it seems to be in my opinion and i wanted to bounce this off of you is the vast amount of testing they're opening up we just opened up a facility that can take 600 swabs a day in aurora we're opening a second facility in um rockford uh this friday that can take 600 swabs a day do you feel that these numbers are increasing, maybe not because of a growth in COVID, but the growth in testing? Well, part of it is growth in testing. And by the way, did you uh, hear that the CDC put out that they had accidentally tainted their own tests that they sent out? Oh, that so, was comical. Yeah, we're very sorry that we had so many positive COVID tests. We tainted our testing facility and supplies right, with COVID. Right, That's crazy. But yeah, here we go. The, the CDC haven't done that. Um, so yeah, we're we're going to show that there are more, and certainly uh, there are a number of of uh, cases that end up being very serious, and we don't want to minimize those at all. But you know, now that we got more testing facilities coming up, you're going to see more positives just as a natural course of it. Uh, keep in mind that the coronavirus itself is not necessarily new. What's new is the strain of coronavirus that we see that's so new and so so deadly. Um, coronavirus, you know, you get the, you, you common head cold. Not many of us go to the doc for a common head cold, but guess what? That is a form of coronavirus. 
And uh, they actually had stated, and I hate to quote BBC, I hope uh, none of the <laughs> listeners shoot me for that, but I'd seen a BBC article this afternoon flying across Facebook. Actually, Melissa Boatman had put it up, that there are now 30 strands of COVID-19 and counting. So the essential thought that we're going to stay locked away until they come up with a cure for this quote-unquote virus, in my opinion, is asinine. You'd have to have a cure for 30 strands of this virus, and with the death toll, um, speaking to Jim Dodge earlier, actually, who is a uh, data analysis guy and very well-known for it, he goes, hey, you know, what you're looking at is the rate of people catching it, the rate of people being, you know, cured, or the rate of people, you know, getting through it, and the rate of people dying, and he goes, the one key factor that we're missing today, in his opinion, was the rate of people getting through the virus. We're not even reporting those statistics in Illinois. We've got 16 seconds before the break, Ben. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, obviously, there's some problems with that. that we're not reporting that. And we're also, by the way, over-reporting deaths, uh, which is something we can talk about after the break. All right, guys, we'll be back after this break. Hey guys, Brandon the Tattooed Conservative back for segment two of the Weekly Deplorable this week's show. We've got state Senate for or an Illinois state Senate candidate for the 43rd District, Ben Beerley, here live with us today. And um, we were just going over, you know, the announce of the 2,400 new co- uh, cases of COVID and uh, the deaths and basically what they're breaking down and considering a COVID death. And Ben, you had just left off uh, in the last segment there with some awesome uh, things to say. And I want to jump back to that. You were breaking down um, even how they break down the definition of a COVID death. And you want to touch on that maybe a little bit more? Right. There's a news article out today on what they're calling a COVID-19 death. Uh, Essentially, it doesn't matter what you actually die of. If you happen to have been infected with uh, the the coronavirus, then they're calling it a COVID-19 death. Again, whether or not. So if you are on your deathbed already, you're in hospice care and you're dying of cancer, but somehow you managed to come across the COVID-19, guess what? They're calling that a COVID-19 death, even though obviously it was from cancer and not from the coronavirus. And uh, that's actually pretty interesting to think about. And uh, hearing the numbers today, it's now over 1,500 deaths in Illinois. But, you know, when you hear that number, as bad as it sounds to say, you know, I'm really sorry for the loss of those lives, when you look at an average disease or disorder um, over the last 90-day span, there is a study that just got released that's showing cancer deaths, tobacco deaths, alcohol deaths. There's been 55,000 alcohol-related deaths in the United States in the last 90 days. We've had 22,000 and counting COVID deaths. How do we rectify what's being done to the economy? And uh, for you running for Illinois State Senate, I mean, our state's already in shambles. What is this going to do, in your opinion, to the average taxpayer, to the average resident of Illinois when this is complete? Oh, it's this is absolutely insane. Uh, another article I read today uh, is Governor Pritzker reiterating his call for uh, increased uh, taxes on, on the people. And during a time when the government should really be looking at how they can cut back their spending, he's looking to tax even more, to get even more out of people when we're already in some great hardship. You want to talk about a bad situation getting worse? Throw even more requirements on people that are already hurting. How is this even possible to be considered responsible government? And Ben, I'm with you there. I mean, right now, myself included as a small business owner, as we just talked the other day, mm-hmm. we've lost 89% of our business now. And myself, my wife, we don't have any spring employees like we normally would. 
we're very niche to lawn care industry with my um, own small business, but other small business owners I know, including speaking with Dean Casper, a school board member from up in Orland Park yesterday. He's got a friend closing down a bar. We had another gentleman close down a brewery just north of here in Chicagoland area that has been a 10-year award-winning brewery. We've got people closing their businesses left and right, unable to sustain, let alone those people who don't own businesses. The people, you know, on the east side of Joliet, certain areas in Rockford, Chicago, residents of this state who are less than fortunate, how can we expect people to not only survive with two months for some people, or two and a half with no income, but then to tax them more? What is the thought process there? <laughs> it's not, really. Uh, if anything, it's it's the government trying to argue that they know better than you how to take care of you. So, you know, you ask me, does that make any sense at all? The, where have we seen that before? You look at any government, the more centralized they get in planning, the more that they consider the public sphere under their control, the less privacy and the less freedom you have. And ultimately, you become expendable for the sake of the larger collective. It doesn't make any sense. It's contrary to what made this country great. It's contrary to everything that we believe as individuals and in just our value in each and every person. We don't need this. We need a government that respects the people, and we don't have that. No, we don't. Um, coming to the end of this segment, guys, as we come back, uh, Ben, I want to touch on the uh, state's request for a bailout from the federal government um, and some of the comments that have been going about that. And then, guys, myself, Ben, um, have sat down and talked. Ben reached out to Freedom Movement USA, our PAC, and we have a big surprise coming up on this podcast here for you guys. We will be back here in about 16 seconds, but before we go to break, guys... For those of you that are paying attention, stop in, subscribe, give the channel a like, give us a share, be sure to invite some friends, and check out Ben Beerley for Illinois State Senate, the 43rd District on Facebook. We'll be back here after the break. It's Brandon Harris, the Tattooed Conservative, back with the weekly deplorable radio show. And we've been talking the last few segments here, guys, about the uh, COVID shutdown, specifically here in Illinois, um, and even nationally. But I wanted to talk for a minute with uh, Mr. Beerley, who is running for Illinois' 43rd Senate District as a Republican this year. Um, ben, when we talk about different things and you're running for Senate, uh, myself, you know, as a young man, was a Democrat and it's pretty well known. I switched parties as a young age about 12 years ago. And then, an old story, I considered myself a Democrat when I was uh, in my early 20s. Really? Yeah. That is awesome, you know, to see that you have switched your views and your primary focus to, you know, being a conservative, just like I had at a young age. But we're talking to young people out there, and we're looking at things like, you know, the biggest thing I think for young people right now is legalization of marijuana. They see that the governor's done, oh, this is an awesome thing. What are the facts that you feel young people are missing today um, when it comes to picking a politician, picking a governor? Um, what's actually happening? What are the impacts that we're going to have on the youth? Uh, you got to keep in mind, don't look so much at um, what you think uh, they're offering you, you know, what freebie they're offering you. They're not running for class president. Uh, you know, let the class president offer free cookies at lunch. We shouldn't have governors and, and presidential candidates doing that. Uh, really, you should uh, listen to what they're talking about that's going to impact your daily life. Uh, the biggest one, it would be spending, but other than that, your, your freedoms. Uh, anytime that they talk about reducing your freedoms, needing more regulation, um, 
you should really think twice about that. Uh, liberal, conservative, it doesn't matter where you fall out. The question is, how is that person going to impact your daily life? And if if you don't agree with somebody, that's fine. You know, saying, like, say you're liberal and somebody else conservative, uh, you, you don't agree with their stance on, say, um, educating their children at home. That's fine. You don't have to do that for your own children, um, but what... Why, why does that make sense for you to do to force your views then on those other people? That's the very same logic you use for yourself. Please extend that to other people as well. Then you start to see where it makes sense that uh, we apply that to people we're looking at for in terms of politics, that the best politics is the least politics. And uh, that, I think you hit it right on the head there, you know. This has been very over-politicized, especially uh, states like Michigan, cities like Chicago with Lori Lightfoot. You know, they are very, very politicized at uh, this point in time. Do as I say, not as I do, Lori Lightfoot, that one? Oh, yeah, the, the mayor of Chicago. I mean, we can get our hair cut low-key, put a picture up on social media because our, <laughs> our hair cutter decided to think it was cool and then tell the rest of the citizens, how dare you go to the beach? I'm sending half the police department down there. How dare you get your hair cut? We can arrest you. It's a punishable offense. But that being besides the point, Ben, I wanted to touch on something funny here because my friend, you're running for Illinois State Senate, guys. First and foremost, I got a lot of respect for Ben. Um, secondly, Ben, you're freaking nuts. You're running to manage the state that's the most in the red in the country. Dude, I'm a retired Marine. Of course I'm nuts. Well, hey, I'm just saying, man. You're running to take over you know, a position to help in a state that's already completely trashed. I mean, how is it even fathomable that we come back from the destruction created by the Democratic machine and Mike Madigan over the past 30 years here in Illinois, but then be ballsy enough, my friend, to ask the feds to bail us out of our pension crisis because we've overpaid all our friends and family members, while half of our state is under a federal investigation by the FBI for just that? How is this feasible? Obviously, uh, you know, that that's how they want to play it. Uh, to them, it's the best way to get them out of their own trouble that they've created with overspending and, and we're doing it now. Uh, we we don't need uh, we we don't need a policy of seeking bailouts. We need to get back to common sense spending priorities. That's what we need to see. So uh, it may be difficult at this point for Illinois to survive without some kind of a bailout. But if the federal government does it, they shouldn't certainly should put some requirements on the state to get its own house in order. And uh, guys, we're going to touch a little bit more on this when we come back to the last segment here. Um, but again, this is Brandon Harris, the Tattooed Conservative on the Weekly Deplorable with Ben Beerley running for Illinois State Senate, 43rd District. You can look Ben up on Ben Beerley for Illinois 43 Facebook, or you can check him out on other social media sites, and we'll have him give you those links after the break. It is Brandon Harris, the Tattooed Conservative, back on the Weekly Deplorable, guys. And today we have special guest Ben Beerley, who's running for Illinois State Senate in the 43rd District. And uh, we've been telling you guys for the last three segments that there's a surprise. And uh, Ben had reached out to Freedom Movement a couple of days ago. And I'm going to let Ben take the floor here and let you guys know what we got coming up since this is all Ben's concept. But guys, Ben is a surprise for you. Get it, Ben. Okay, hey, this Saturday in Crest Hill, uh, right at the border of Crest Hill and Joliet at uh, Theodore and Larkin, we are actually having an open Illinois uh, protest slash rally 
We want as many people to come as possible. We want to be safe. Please bring masks and whatnot to ensure that uh, you're not spreading or, or uh, possibly catching uh, the coronavirus. But we do want to get out and demonstrate and make a public statement to our government that enough is enough. All right, don't tell us just to stay at home and give us no other direction. Uh, you need to do your job so we can do ours. It's about time. So Saturday from 9 a.m. until at least noon, uh, we'll be out there protesting uh, to show that, that it's about time that the government, like I said, do their job and uh, get us back to work. It's, it's unfathomable to think at this point that Illinois, in all the time that they've had, in the month that I've supported the government in doing what they did, and, you know, understood, and I've been even... Uh, very compromising in terms of understanding that, that, hey, we haven't gone through this before. They're going to make mistakes. That's fine. But at this point, we should be hearing a plan to get us back to work. Uh, we have people who are coming up, uh, you know, in what you do, you know, long care work that uh, definitely we should uh, see something come out uh, in terms of guidance that can get the state open again. We haven't seen that yet. All we've had is restriction upon restriction placed on us. You know, when I was in the Marine Corps, one of the things I did as, uh, you know, when I, uh, I was a major and uh, doing a lot of planning is I had to do disaster planning. I mean, you name it, any type of disaster, we had to go through that. And one of the things we always planned for was not necessarily shutting down, but how do we continue operating safely? And so uh, I'm looking forward to being able to bring that uh, down to Springfield uh, when I get there. So we don't have this kind of um, really free-for-all, um, take your rights away and give you no good uh, uh, way out. Uh, we need to end that. We need to have some common sense down there in Springfield. So, Ben, uh, as a retired U.S. Marine major... I mean, guys, when we think of uh, the perfect guy running for office, we're talking to a man who hasn't been elected. We're talking to a man who has done mass disaster planning. But to, to top this cake off, one of the things that really intrigues me about Ben Beerley, and one of the questions I got to ask you, my friend, is um, you and I talked budgets a while back over coffee. And we were talking budgets, and you know, one of the questions I'd ask Ben, guys, was, well, when you're given a budget in the military and you're a U.S. Marine major with this huge multi-million dollar <laughs> budget to purchase vehicles or whatnot... What happens when you go over a budget or overspend? Is it like the government where they can just put it in their pockets and run? No, I go to line? jail. It's quite that simple. Uh, there's something called the Anti-Deficiency Act that affects all federal employees. Uh, if you commit the government to money that it has not uh, allotted to your organization, then uh, you've just uh, uh, committed the government to a deficiency and you can go to jail for that. Uh, it's unfathomable to me how we can run, uh, I think last time I saw was like a $7 billion uh, uh, deficiency here in the state. That means there are $7 billion worth of bills that we haven't paid to people who have done work. That is unthinkable. How can we do that as a government? The answer is by being irresponsible. We can't have that. I tell you what. For 20 years, I had uh, a budget that I had to make. I had a mission I had to make. 
And I did both of those. Not once did I miss my budget or my mission. And guys, that's exactly what we need in Springfield. I kid you not. When you talk about an honorable guy, uh, Ben Beerley is the person that comes to mind. Um, I remember when Ben first met with us and talked about running. Ben has his heart in the right place. He is an educator now, a retired U.S. Marine major. And Ben, thank you so much for coming on the show today and letting everybody know about the rally. Where can they find you? And if somebody chooses to donate, how would you suggest they do that to your campaign? Hey, just go to my uh, website, Ben, the number four, Illinois.com. You can see the donation page there and find out a lot more information about me. Again, Ben, for Illinois.com. And guys, this is Brandon Harris, the Tattooed Conservative on the Weekly Deplorable. If you want to attend the upcoming rally, please feel free to stop by Ben's site, Ben's Facebook page, and or Freedom Movement USA's page, or the Weekly Deplorable, or my page, the Tattooed Conservative. It is shared across the internet. We're anticipating a great turnout. We do ask, again, that you bring a face mask. If you have gloves, please bring them. And we do ask that everybody keep a safe distance. We will be asking people to remain at that six-foot distance just for the respect of not trying to pass a virus while trying to stand up and protest for safely opening up businesses. Thank you guys so much, and we'll be back next week.